to Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Alright, ladies and gents, ladies and gents, episode 30 of the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. I'm back once again. This time I'm on Periscope. Running on Scope for the first time. You just joining me for the first time for the Too Sweet Podcast. I'm here. Here to run this episode. Normally do it on YouTube. Gonna have it on YouTube tomorrow, but posting it on Periscope for the very first time. About to hop into this preview, WWE SummerSlam preview predictions. About to jump into it right now. Not gonna waste any more time. You can find me on YouTube at OMG Corey B. Find me on Twitter at OMG Corey B and at Too Sweet Pod. This will also be on Castbox as well. You can find me at Castbox at Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. So we're about to get into this right now. So we're going to head into the predictions, we're going to first start off with the pre-show stuff, got the Boston Hood Connection versus the Ride Squad, I absolutely detest that name, the Boston Hood Connection. First let me take a detour right from the start, Bailey and Sasha, like, how could they screw the pooch like this? These two should be going at it. Do you remember when Bailey turned on Sasha and beat her down in the middle of the ring and the crowd went crazy? They yes, yes, yes for every bit of it. Yeah, I don't remember it either. Because WWE doesn't want us to remember it. It's all good. But Bailey and Sasha versus the Riot Squad. Look, this can be a good match. I mean, we've seen versions of this match on Raw seemingly every week where the crowd doesn't really react to Bailey and Sasha, but it is what it is. I expect this to be a good match. Riot Squad versus Bailey and Sasha. As for the winner, Ruby Riot just came back. The Riot Squad has been getting the upper hand on Bailey and Sasha for the past however many weeks. So I expect Bailey and Sasha to get the win here on the pre-show. I seem to get the fans all hyped and excited. Bailey and Sasha gets the win here. Moving on, we got Bobby Lashley versus Elias. This feud has done neither guy any favors whatsoever and I say this because these are two very talented wrestlers we got Bailey we got excuse me Bailey we got Bobby Lashley we got Elias and what's crazy is that Bobby Lashley debuted by beating down Elias and they haven't really went all the way with either guy they could have went all the way with Bobby Lashley but they had him beat Roman Reigns and didn't lose to Roman Reigns directly after that was kind of a no purpose, no nothing or anything not worth going down the road for it. And with Elias, they really should have put the Intercontinental Championship on Elias. I think they really missed the boat with that one. But here we are, Bobby Lashley versus Elias. This is a no-win situation because neither guy can afford to lose here. Bobby Lashley just lost Roman Reigns. He needs some type of momentum. And Elias needs something. Like, they haven't given the guy anything whatsoever. But in the end... I think they have more invested into Bobby Lashley than they do Elias. And I say this with Elias having a brand new album. I mean, that's all great and well. And they've done some things with Elias. But for whatever reason, when it comes down to the wrestling ring, they just do not want to go all the way with the guy. I don't know what it is about it. And I think the trend is going to continue here. Bobby Lashley is going to pick up the win. He needs a win after beating Roman Reigns and then losing to Roman Reigns and then just being shoved down to nothing and down to pre-show so he's gonna get his most much needed momentum and Elias is just gonna continue to I don't want to say flounder because Elias is very entertaining the crowd is behind the guy 100 percent 
and the, the pops are crazy for the guy, but they just will not go all the way with him in the wrestling ring. I have no idea why. Their guess is as good as mine. But as I say that, I'm going to move on. We got Andretti Cien, Almas, and Selena Vega versus Lana and Rusev. And I got to tell you, this has been... This has been better than I would have expected to been built up. We had the match with Rusev and Cien, and the match was really done well. And, you know, at that time, we're thinking, okay, if this is leading to a SummerSlam match, then... You know, I'm all for it. I'm the one that said I'm all for it. Pretty much everybody on Twitter said I'm all, I'm all for it. Everybody said I'm all for it. But then they added in a twist with Selena Vega and Lana. And that was well built up too. I normally hate the Twitter feuds of being cast out on wrestling. And like, it just doesn't vibe with me. I normally hate it. But they did it really well. It's one of the few instances where I look back at it and I said, okay. That was well done. I liked it. And they had a pretty decent match as well. And here we are. We got Andretti. got Selena. got Rusev. got Lana. And I expect this to be a really good match. It's going to be on the kickoff. As for your winner, I'm going to go with the faces here. Rusev and Lana. I expect this to be a fantastic matchup. I mean, we got five hours. So the crowd is going to be tired out. But I expect this to be a decent matchup. I expect Rusev and Lana to get the victory. And we'll see how it plays out going from here on in. But we have more Rusev and CN going forward. I would like some more of that on a bigger stage. So let's see what happens after that. Next up, we got Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. This is on the kickoff show. Like the Cruiserweights have the worst luck. I remember one, it was at WrestleMania when it was, it was Neville versus Austin Aries and we were hyped for that match. Like, that was supposed to be the big thing. And everybody was ready for it. And then it comes out that it's on the kickoff. I mean, I'm not saying that Drew Gulak and Cedric Alexander is Neville and Austin Aries. But I would think that they would have made the main show. But it is what it is. I expect this to be a really good match. I really like what they've done with Drew Gulak. They've taken him as a serious character, not the joke that he used to be when he was with Enzo Amare. I'm not going to even get into him. It seems like he's not coming back to wrestling anymore. Woohoo! Yay for us. But to the point, Drew Gulak versus Cedric Alexander should be a fantastic matchup in the end. You know what? I think Cedric Alexander's time is up. They're going to go all the way with Drew Gulak, and I look very much to it. And I think Drew Gulak will be your new Cruiserweight Champion. We're going to have a new Cruiserweight Champion. That's going to be an excellent moment. And I hope they give him a significant reign. So we're moving on here. We have. And from here on in, I'm going to try to do the tag matches with the tag match. Tag Team Championship matches with the Tag Team Championship matches. The Women's Championship matches with the Women's Championship matches. You get the movie. You get the plot. You get it going forward. You get what I'm trying to say here. We're going to put them all together. So, looking at this first matchup here, we have the Constable Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor. And I, got, I just gotta say, Baron Corbin, eh, eh, I mean, uh, there's a lot of people that like the character. Not me. I mean, I just can't get past it. I, I mean, they don't have anything better for Baron Corbin than to do than to be a constable. I mean, I, He's been doing as good as he can with the stuff that he's been given, but I'm just not interested in the 
character, I mean the presentation of the character is decent enough, he's a douchey heel, to which he plays that character fairly well enough, but I'm not into it. As for this feud, I'm really not into that. Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor, they can take that and, like, let's end this for once and for all. In the end, like, this is doing Finn Balor no favors whatsoever. A man that was once the Universal Champion, once won that Universal Championship at SummerSlam, might I add, and now he's just been relegated to this feud that's going nowhere fast. There's another man I want to talk about too that's just being relegated to pretty much nothing, but I'm going to get into that later. As for the winner here, Finn Balor wins here, the face wins here. Even though he beat Baron Corbin last month as well, he's going to get the victory again. Next up, we have the Tag Team Championship match. The Raw, the Raw, excuse me, Tag Team Championship match. We have the B-Team versus the Revival. I got to say, we had the Triple Threat Championship match on Raw. The first thing I said was, okay, why is this not going down on SummerSlam? And my first thought was, okay, they're not going to have a Raw Tag Team Championship match on SummerSlam. That sucks. But it is what it is. And then we have this match made, the B-Team versus the Revival, and it is just a head-scratcher. And it's like, okay, you had a pretty decent match already for SummerSlam. You gave it away on Raw, and now we get this at SummerSlam. It is what it is. At the end of the day, these guys are going to go all out. They're going to put on a decent enough match. I don't expect that much from it. But what I do want and what I do hope and what I do expect is for the Revival to finally become your new Raw Tag Team Champions. I mean, these guys are just down in the doldrums. They talk about the NXT Tag Team curse, and look, that's not fake. It is what it is. I mean, you see what's going on with all of these tag teams that just get called up from NXT into Raw. It's like they go down to nothing. I mean, top flight tag teams just down to nothing and the revival has just been right in that order of going down to nothing and like just now they're just building them up trying to build them up and it's like okay I'm happy with that cool that they're trying to do something with the revival but it would have been pretty nice had they done something with the revival after they reformed after the injury so looking at the matchup Revival will be your tag team champions, and I very much look forward to them winning the tag team champions championships. Excuse me. I look forward to seeing what's coming up next. Uh, what what feud are they gonna have next for the revival? Because the Raw Tag Team Division has been pretty stale as of late. Moving on, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. We have the Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day, and look, I gotta say that. When the New Day was facing off with the bar that was, that was the bar, I was like, okay, just please, somehow, just let the bar win. We haven't seen the bar in months. Just brought them back up like they got called up from NXT or something. And, like, I really wanted to see them in the SmackDown Championship match because as much as I love the New Day, just from my heart, I love rooting for the brothers because we don't have a lot of brothers in wrestling. I love, 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 love the New Day. And I think that all three of those guys are destined for a single championship run, whether that be the United States Championship or the World Championship. All three of them can be in or in the running for it. I mean, I've even 
given the theory that they should free bury the United States Championship, but that's for another day, another time. We're focused on the Tag Team Championship here. New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers. They haven't been doing a whole lot with the Bludgeon Brothers outside of some squashes of some poor souls that they just pull up out of nowhere. Jobbers just come out of nowhere and they just get crushed by the Bludgeon Brothers. Absolutely crushed. And I look at the Bludgeon Brothers and I say that I won't say that the Tag Team Championship run hasn't been a success because I like the guys, they're big, they're bruising, they're believable. They're believable when they come through that curtain every time. And I say curtain, I go, I'm an old school fan. Back when I was a kid, they used to come through a curtain, now they just come through the entrance. But when they come through that curtain, they're believable and they are a fantastic tag team. As for the result here, I expect a fantastic matchup. I won't say a possible show stiller, but I expect it to be really good. And for the winner, this is interesting because where else are they going to go? I mean, the only likely feud after this is either a rematch or something with the bar in my estimation because we can't go back to the Usos. So I'm looking for the base team to win here. And as they'll go on to either a rematch or they'll go on to the bar to face off the bar. So I'm going to go with the New Day to regain the championships once again. I know this isn't the sexy pick. I know this isn't something new, no pun intended. But it is what it is. Even SmackDown's tag team division has been rather shaky. Not from a talent standpoint or a talent perspective. It's just that it's kind of gotten stale. It's just at a standing point to where nothing new is going on. Nothing exciting is happening. It's just at a stale point. But I'm excited for this matchup. And the New Day as champs, they've always done well. They're talented workers. They're excellent workers. And I'm looking forward to, as with the World Tag Team Championships, I'm actually looking forward to what's next. What are they going to do? Where they are going to take us in this journey next after the New Day wins these tag team titles. Moving on, we have the Money in the Bank briefcase on the line. We have Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. And I gotta say, this feud, it has just been lagging on and on and on and on. And it's like, we've been telling the same story for months. Braun is gonna bully Kevin Owens, and Braun is gonna come off like a heel. He's been coming off like a heel for however many months now. And what has me detested and has me angry is Kevin Owens. Look, I was talking about Bella. Now, I was talking about another guy that I've been angry with. And another guy that I've been angry with is Kevin Owens. Like, what happened to the Kevin Owens that powerbomb Machine Gun Kelly off of the stage? What happened to that Kevin Owens? The fierce Kevin Owens. I don't want this running away, running from everything, scared like a little wimp, like a little whatever Kevin Owens running from everything. I want the fierce Kevin Owens back. I want the nasty Kevin Owens back. I want the... Fight Owens, fight Kevin Owens back, the killer Kevin Owens back. Give me that guy back, not this wimp, this running away guy that I see every week on Raw that I can't believe anymore because he's such a big guy and he's just running away like a little coward. I don't want that guy. Give me the real Kevin Owens back. As it pertains to this matchup, they're in a quite in a pickle here because, I mean, this is a... 
pee or get off the pot moment for Braun Strowman. I don't mean to put it like that, but it is what it is. You're either going to go through with him or not. So, at the end of the day, as much as I like Kevin Owens, as much as I want to see him back, as much as I like the theory of Kevin Owens cashing in and aligning with Paul Heyman, and I'm going to get to that match, look, it's not going to happen this Sunday. Braun Strowman is going to win because they've put every bit of build into this guy, and they've been holding him off with this Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns deal going on. They've just been holding Braun Strowman off for quite some time. And you have to think that they've been holding him off to win the championship. If you're not going to do it now, you're not going to ever do it. So the winner here is going to be Braun Strowman. Next up, we have the United States Championship match. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. And I got to be honest with you, for quite some time now, <laughs> I've been thinking... Okay, we got Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton at SummerSlam. That's going to be quite an interesting match. It's just game. Nakamura came down on the Go Home Show SmackDown, and it hit me. And I was like, oh, wait. It's Nakamura and Hardy at, at SummerSlam, not Randy Orton and Hardy. And I got to admit that the first thing I thought about after that, after I said that was, okay, why isn't Randy Orton in this match? It makes perfect sense to have a triple threat match here for the United States Championship. When Randy Orton came back, Shinsuke Nakamura was in the ring. They've told some kind of story with Shinsuke Nakamura with Randy Orton as well. So it would have made perfect sense to make this a triple threat match. So at the end of the day, as it pertains to Nakamura and Hardy, I expect a really good match. These are two quality wrestlers to really good wrestlers and this is a under very underrated match as we head into SummerSlam not many people are talking about this match the quality of this match the quality of it being on the show where the match ranks as far as it goes in the card I expect it to be a really good match at the end of the day this is a tricky one one of the trickier matches to predict on the card because Shinsuke Nakamura just got the title back but obviously they're telling a story with Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. And it pretty much does nothing if Jeff Hardy loses here. I mean, you can't just go back to Will Randy Orton just wants to terrorize Jeff Hardy when he could be going after Shinsuke Nakamura for the United States Championship. So therefore, I am going to go with Jeff Hardy to become the United States Champion once again. And we're going to further this thing out with Randy Orton. And maybe we'll get our triple threat match with Shinsuke Nakamura getting his automatic rematch. Maybe we'll get our triple threat match at the next pay-per-view coming up in September. But as it pertains to this match, Jeff Hardy is your United States Champion. Excuse me. So, we're going to move on to the Intercontinental Championship match. Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. And these guys have just been fantastic, I gotta say. I mean, look. When Dolph Ziggler initially won the championship back, or won the championship from Seth Rollins, it was a shock moment, and it was a fantastic match. And then, even after that, the 30-minute Ironman match was a fantastic match. Crowd aside, I'm not going to even get into it. 3, 2, 1, and... Okay, I got into it. But looking at this match at SummerSlam, look, this match has a lot of people excited, and it has a lot of people talking about Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose has come back, and <laughs> the first thing, and it's quite hilarious, the first thing that we have 
Dan is talking about, and we have this theory that we have, these unwritten rules that we have in wrestling, and the unwritten rule came with Dean Ambrose. The first thing we were talking about was, man, Dean Ambrose has the look of a heel. Look at that beard that shaved, he shaved his hair. He has the beard. Oh, he's going to turn heel. We all think it, and it would be a fabulous moment. However, I think we need to wait on that moment. I see that everybody wants him to turn on Seth Rollins and look I get it I, I get your angst and I get that your anticipation that you want to see it happen because it would be a fantastic moment but I think the fans really want to cheer Dean Ambrose what I don't want to have is if you remember when Seth came back he came back fans wanted to cheer him he immediately turned heel and it was like oh man well I guess so I guess I'll roll with it and I don't want that to happen to Dean Ambrose. The fans on the channel, let's play this out. I don't think Dean Ambrose is going to steal out in his face character. Eventually down the line, we can get to a heel turn on Seth Rollins. And it will be just as glorious as it would have been if he did it at SummerSlam. As for the result of this match, I expect a fantastic match. Uh, Dean Ambrose is going to play the enforcer on the outside to keep Drew McIntyre away from interfering in the match. But in the end, Seth Rollins will be your new Intercontinental Champion. This feud, I wouldn't mind if it moves on further. Maybe we get a Dean Ambrose and a Drew McIntyre feud out of this, which would be fantastic. I'm very much looking forward to this match. I think Seth Rollins is going to win here. We won't get the Dean Ambrose heel turn that everybody so richly wants. i tell you what, though. In an alternate universe, I'll tell you, if Dean Ambrose, if Seth Rollins won here, and if Roman won the main event, if the shield came down, and Dean Ambrose wrecked the both of them, boy, that would be intriguing television. It may happen, who knows, but that would be intriguing television. I don't expect it to happen, but that is an interesting theory. Moving on here. We have Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. This has been the best build by far on SummerSlam. Heading into SummerSlam. And I've enjoyed every minute of it. Ever since Daniel Bryan's return. Everybody has been wanting this match. Everybody has been wanting Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. We've been wanting it. Now we have it. This build has been fantastic. It has been funny. The fake baby. That was hilarious. I mean, they even got me. I mean, I don't really even fall for things wrestling anymore. And I was the one saying, man, Daniel Bryan might look like a heel if he comes out and interrupts this. And then what do you know? We got a fake baby thrown into the mix. And it was quite hilarious. I enjoyed it. And the build after this has just been fantastic. Daniel Bryan attacking the Miz out of nowhere on his set. That was well done. It's fantastically done. And even the promo packages from the Go Home show of SmackDown was just out of this world fantastic and just bravo a plus heading into SummerSlam so as for this match this is gonna be a show stiller and I expect a fantastic match it could be the match of the night to be honest with you and I, I mean to from my expect perspective excuse me I'm expecting it to be the match of the night as for the winner of the match this is interesting because I have The Miz winning this match here Sunday at SummerSlam. And 
It's interesting because I don't think this is the end of this feud. The Miz is going to win here and he's going to hold it over Daniel Bryan's head for half a year. I think Daniel Bryan is going to re-sign with WWE. And we're going to head to WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. And I think it's going to be for the world title. And that's when Daniel Bryan will overcome the odds. So moving on, we have The Miz winning that match at SummerSlam. And moving on, we have the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. I gotta say, I am very disappointed that this has been turned into a triple threat match. I really wanted Becky Lynch to have her moment. And look, she can still have her moment, but it's not the same when it's a triple threat match sometimes. I made this analogy on a YouTube video some time ago. It's like when WrestleMania 2000, when it was supposed to be Triple H versus The Rock, we had that four-way match with the McMahon in every corner. Don't get me started on that. That was just ridiculous. But the point remains that one-on-one, they were telling the story that Becky Lynch was coming up and she was going to get her one-on-one shot. And it was going to be a fantastic moment. And, like, I really wanted it to be a one-on-one match, but here we are. We've been building up to this match. They built up Charlotte. They built up Becky Lynch. They built up the tension. And... I gotta say that I'm interested in this match. I think the quality could be really well. It could be really well done. I expect a lot, a lot from each lady, and it will be a fantastic match. But as for your winner, I'm going to go with Becky Balboa, Becky Lynch, the last kicker, and she's gonna win. Be your women's champion. And I expect it to be a good moment, but not as good of a moment as it could have been. I expect a fantastic matchup. Becky will be your women's champion. So moving on, we have Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. I gotta say, this is another one. We've been building to this for quite some time. A long, long, long time now. Which seems like a long time anyways. This is Ronda Rousey's moment. One way or another, if it's a good moment, it's a bad moment, it's going to be Ronda Rousey's moment. And I got to say, if I may take a detour here, Ronda Rousey has to be much more careful with her in-ring work. I know she's just starting off, and I understand that, and this is not a big complaint session here, but it only takes one move. It only takes one mess up for somebody to come down wrong on their shoulder, to come down wrong on their neck. So I know she's just starting off, I understand that, but at the same time, that's no excuse because the way she flung Alexa, the way she flung Alicia Fox, excuse me, around in their match, like I was scared for Alicia Fox, like at any given moment she could have been seriously injured. But looking forward to this match, this is quite interesting. Ronda Rousey is not at a point to where she can carry a match. They pulled it off with Nia Jax because they played the face in peril role with Ronda Rousey. Nia Jax delivered the beatdowns, which she could do really well, and they worked that really well. Ronda Rousey is not at the point to where she can carry a match. Alexa Bliss is not a wrestler, nor does she have the size of a Nia Jax to make it believable that she can beat down Ronda Rousey for an entire match. So, it'll be interesting to see how they go about this match. If I'm booking the match, and look, I'm not here to say that I know more than anybody else that's laying out this match. 
I would book a squash. Just let Ronda Rousey run right through her. It would be great quality, and it's the best thing, in my opinion, for the quality of the match. In the end, I have Ronda Rousey winning the Women's Championship. At this point, if you're going to do all of this with Ronda Rousey, you might as well go through with it and go through with it at the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Ronda Rousey wins here. She will be your Raw Women's Champion. So, moving on, we have the final two matches of the night. We have the Raw. Universal Championship on the line. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. This has been the subject of much talk. And... Yeah, here we are. Lesnar versus Reigns again. If you're not going to do it with Roman Reigns this time, he needs to go away for good. As far as competing for the World Championship. Or the Universal Championship. Look, at this point, when he beat Bobby Lashley, I was so disappointed because I thought they were actually going to go on ahead and stick their necks out and just go with Lashley versus Lesnar and just let the chips fall with their mate. But we're back here with Roman Reigns. The build has not been great in my opinion, but the last two weeks they have drawn me in and they really had me. At the end of Paul Heyman's interview... He had the unless part of his interview. He walks off. And last week, this on the most recent episode of Raw, the go-home episode of Raw heading into SummerSlam, the Paul Heyman Roman Reigns promo was just, like I said on YouTube, it was the promo of near home runs. I really wish they would have ended the promo with Paul Heyman handing Roman Reigns that letter and Paul Heyman going out of the ring with Roman Reigns considering becoming a Paul Heyman guy. Look, I got to say that that would have left everybody on the hook for the match. That would have stopped the crowd from crapping on the match because they would have been anticipating a Roman Reigns-Paul Heyman connection at any given point of the match. They would have been hook, line, and sinker on that match. You don't even have to go through with it. The crowd would have been intrigued enough to sit on their hands, stand on their feet, and just wait for it to happen. So, now that that's out of the window, I expect the crowd to do what they do and crap on the match. We're in New York here. New York is going to give Roman Reigns the business. It is what it is at this point. I just call it like I see it. I don't say whether it's right or wrong because there's arguments for both sides on that one. But it is what it is. The crowd is going to crap on the match. The least that WWE can do is make this a quick match because we don't need a long drawn out match because we're going to go through five hours of programming and the crowd is going to be tired just like they were at Wrestlemania. They're going to be restless. They're going to throw around beach balls. They're going to chant, we want Strowman. We want Braun throughout the match. So don't give them an opportunity to chant that throughout the match. You make it a quick match and at the end of the day look, I picked Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania. I was wrong. Picked Roman Reigns at the greatest word rumble of all time. I was wrong. Look, I'm going down with the ship. I'm going with Roman Reigns again. Even with the rumors of Brock Lesnar possibly having some kind of meeting, a reported meeting with Vince McMahon and Upper Brass hours before SummerSlam, I kind of find that one kind of fishy, but it is what it is. The report is out there. I still think they're going to go with Roman Reigns here because... 
at this point, you gotta give up the gambit with Brock Lesnar. Look, man, I know the double champion, you, the WWE champion and the UFC champion, that's intriguing or whatever, but we have to get the title back on Monday Night Raw. And even if it goes to Roman Reigns, like I said, I'm with that because it's gonna start a new feud with somebody else. Now, Speaking of said new feud, at the end of this match, we're going to have Braun Strowman come down. And this is my prediction. Braun Strowman will come down. He will cash in the money in the bank briefcase. Say that two times fast. And he will become your new Universal Championship. The crowd is going to lose its crap. And they're going to roar for Braun Strowman as he cashes in on Roman Reigns. That's going to set us up for the fall. We're going to have a fall program. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. The only thing I hate about that is we may get a falls worth of Roman Reigns complaining about how he's the uncrowned champion. He got screwed again. Look, if this happens to Roman Reigns, if they go through with it, they have Braun cash in. I want Roman Reigns to come out full of piss and vinegar. I want him to come out ready to destroy someone. That little moment he had before Paul Hammond came out on the most recent episode of Raw to Go Home Show SummerSlam where he was talking about taking out Brock Lesnar. That's the Roman Reigns that I don't have a problem with. I want him to be angry. I want him to beat somebody down. I don't want to feel compassion for the guy. I don't want to feel sympathy for the guy like they had. Brock Lesnar come down and it was a good beatdown, but they want to build up this sympathy for Roman Reigns. I don't want to feel sympathy for the guy. I want the guy to come out and kick behind and take names. So I hope we get that presentation of Roman Reigns going forward. We'll see how it all plays out. So last up, we have the WWE Championship on the line. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. This is a WWE dream match. Obviously, I've seen this match countless times, thousands of times in TNA. They've gone out of the ring of honor as well. They've had some fantastic matchups and I expect nothing less here. The build has been really good here. They've intrigued me really well. All the way going back to when Samoa Joe attacked AJ Styles from behind. We got that set up. Everybody was excited and it was well done. Even Samoa Joe making it personal. Talking about AJ Styles' family. Getting the family involved, I really like that. I really like that angle. It makes it personal. It gets AJ all ticked off and pissed off. And it has been really good television to see AJ Styles come out of the normal face role and come into the, you talked about my family. You made it personal. So now I'm out to get you role. I really found that intriguing. And I'm very much looking forward to this match. If they give him 20 minutes, look, I just hope they don't do it what they did with AJ Styles and Nakamura at WrestleMania. They really cut that match in half and they never really let it get into second gear and therefore it made the match look like a letdown to which it was a letdown because they didn't give it time. They have to give AJ Styles and Samoa Joe time. If they give it time, it's going to be arguably the best match of the night. It's going to be up there with Daniel Bryan's, with your Miz's, with your Seth Rollins, with your Dolph Ziggler's. That's the best match of the night. I'm very much intrigued buy it because these are two guys that my guys that I rooted for are now have gray hair or are no longer with us. My guys are from the 90s, the early 90s when I was a kid. Those are the guys that I've really become intrigued by, that I've really become connected to. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe are two of, of the new guys, new school guys, new era guys. Not really the newest of guys, but 
newer guys that I'm intrigued by that I'm connected to. So I really want them to go out and have a fantastic matchup. And I really think they will. In the end, this is a tricky one because they have the long AJ Styles championship run going right now. But this is another moment where you got to either go with it or get off the pot with Samoa Joe. He had his moment with Roman Reigns. He lost to Roman Reigns. Last year, they had this moment with Brock Lesnar. I thought Samoa Joe should have won the title then. They didn't have him win then. This is the moment. He is still hot despite losing to Brock Lesnar, despite losing to Roman Reigns. He's still hot because fans still love him. They still want to chant Joe, Joe, Joe. The guy is still fierce. His promos are the best in the business. Well, I'm going to say one of the best because The Miz is right there. And we got guys from other promotions that are fantastic as well. But nonetheless, Samoa Joe is fantastic on the mic. As for the result, I'm going to go with Samoa Joe. They're going to put the title on him. I think we're going to see a cocaine and clutch. AJ Styles passes out from the pain. And Samoa Joe goes on to win the illustrious elusive title that he's been trying to get a hold of in WWE whether that be the Universal Championship or the WWE Championship he's trying to get a been trying to get a hold of it excuse me and he's gonna get a hold of it at Summer Slam so that is it ladies and gentlemen tens of matches that I've went through I had a good time doing it on Periscope gonna have this uploaded to YouTube as well YouTube I love you been on YouTube check me out on YouTube OMG Corey B. You can type that in the space bar and bam, there I will be. Hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. Also, you can find me on Periscope as well. I will leave the link for you on YouTube and for you on Castbox and for you on Twitter as well. That's it. That is all. Thank you very much. I am out. I will be back once again to do more with the Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. That's the Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Cast.